what the fuck is up welcome back to the second episode of the untypical podcast where i talk to guests about weird things they're into or just weird things in general uh today on the podcast it's me vishakan your host and my co-host vp hi and uh, we're going to talk to a flat earther about his beliefs that relate to the earth in fact not being spherical but being flat like a dinner plate Mm-hmm. So, uh, I mean, I have a lot of fucking questions about this one. Yeah, I mean, so do I. More than questions, I think I just really want to know what what goes on through this guy's head. You know, you know, because we've learned uh, we've learned from a very young age that the Earth is, in fact, spe- you know, round spherical, and uh, but uh, there is a lot of scientific evidence that shows that the Earth is, in fact, uh, round, curved. spherical you know whatever you like to call it and uh i guess i'm just interested to see how this guy is going to basically debunk wanna, all yeah. that you I know i want to know how he's going to debunk every yeah. single motherfucking theory out there and just straight up just say no everybody's wrong i'm right the yeah. earth is flat shit that i mean i mean th- that's th- pretty fucking crazy isn't it you know honestly the yeah. balls you need to just oh, to yeah, straight up man. just come out and say yo listen up all these motherfuckers are wrong yeah. i'm right Shit, me the dude who's alive in 2018 and everybody is fucking dead. They're wrong, but I'm right. I mean, you know, uh I don't think we should give him shit for wanting to prove, you know, his his point. Oh, I get it. Yeah. I get it. You can you dude, honestly, everyone's entitled to their own opinion. Yeah, that's true. The fact that he believes that the earth is flat doesn't affect me in any way. You know, honestly, honestly, uh what if suddenly one day uh he 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 brings out some sort of yeah, some revolution theory, right you know honestly you know, what, what the fuck then what we, happens we were talking about this before right like uh fucking what if one day it's somehow i i i don't know how but somehow it gets fucking proven that the earth is in fact fucking flat yeah. and it's actually true that everybody else is wrong yeah what would your reaction be man i i don't know man it would uh, i you know i'd i'd probably take a minute to i'd flip the fuck out you know I I actually don't know because oh, you know it, what does it change to me, man? See, it might not change anything to you personally, but in the scope of the entire planet, yeah, man, it definitely changes something. Definitely, it, maybe not yeah, personally in your everyday life, but like in just you know keeping in mind that you're not the only person mm, here. Yeah, in the larger scheme of yeah, things, in the larger scheme of things, definitely future. it would. Uh, well, yeah, man. I mean, let let's let's, let's see, see what this guy has to say. I fucking I hope he's saying some good shit. Yeah, I'm man. excited for yeah, this. I really, really do. I, yes, I am too. This is so, some. Uh, so so uh, do I. So do I. Yeah. Let's uh, let's give him a call. Without further ado. <laughs> I'm I'm good. How are you? Doing all right. Uh so uh this is the untypical podcast. I'm one of your hosts Vishakan and I have another host my co-host with me VP. Hi. So uh you tell me you're a flat earther, right? Yes. So when did you first start believing you were uh, the earth was flat? Well that's that's a tricky question because I don't believe it's flat. So I know it is. So you have to believe in the heliocentric model you have to take that on faith simply because there's no evidence for it so i follow the evidence and the evidence leads me to the fact that it's flat 
Uh, okay, so could you uh, could you elaborate on what your model is? Like, what's your theory? Like, yeah. why do you believe it's flat? Why do you know it's flat? So the uh, land that we live on, if it was a ball, you would be able to measure curvature. If if, if you can measure curvature, then you could prove it's a ball. It, if you can't prove curvature, then you can't prove it's a ball. So the fact of the matter is not one scientist has found curvature from A to B. If you were to say A's here, B's there, what's the curve? We'll mm-hmm. calculate that. It's never, ever found. So simply because of that, it, it it's not concave. It doesn't convex. It's all flat. And because we can't measure scientifically a curve, then that means that the heliocentric theory cannot be scientifically proven the, the, the globular hypothesis cannot be proven so then uh, all of our theories that uh, kind of come that stem from the fact that uh, our earth, that our earth might be a globe like the seasons and all of that how how do you how does that occur on a flat earth so the proximity to the sun determines the climate so if you're close to the sun you're warm if you're far from the sun you're not you're cold so the, the, the way it works is the sun circles over the north and then it circles over the south. So whenever it circles over the north, it's summer in the north. And whenever it circles over the south, it's summer in the south simply because that's it's closer to it. Uh, the seasons are six months apiece. So from the March equinox to the September equinox, you have the summer in the north. From the September equinox to the March equinox, you have the summer in the south. Uh, the north poles of the Arctic, the south pole... Is, is at the Antarctic. So the equator's in the middle, and that's why the equator is basically always neutral, mild, warm, hot, whatever. It, it's, the equator doesn't get cold because the sun is always near it. The north gets cold because the sun leaves it, and the south gets cold because the sun leaves it. Okay, so uh, you don't believe in the heliocentric model, right? You don't believe that the sun is the center of our solar system? No, but... So there is no solar system, but see what you look at when you look up in the sky, you see the planets orbit around the sun. You're seeing wandering stars wander around the sun. So what Tycho Brahe found, uh, Copernicus saw what he saw and Tycho saw what he saw. But Tycho Brahe had a, uh, a different interpretation. He said that the planets revolve around the sun as the sun revolves around the earth. So the, the Earth isn't necessarily the center of all of these revolutions that we're seeing in the sky. Mm-hmm. The, the sun is like the pinnacle of what's happening in the sky. So so what Copernicus did was he, he said that, okay, everything goes around the sun, so Earth does too. The, the, the problem with that is that we're beneath all this happening up above. So we're down here looking up. Logically... Everything is happening up above us. So what are we seeing? We're seeing the planets go around the sun as the sun goes around us. Tycho Brahe's model, the Tychonian system, is the closest I've ever found uh, to, to the actual model of what we see in the heavens. Because Plato's model, Ptolemy's model, the geocentric theory needs to be understood as not being complete. Because... People have different ideas on geocentrism where everything revolves around the Earth or Earth is the center of the universe. I I don't think 
the earth is the center of the universe and nothing necessarily revolves around the earth. Now, now the sun circles over a certain spot and the planets revolve around the sun, but, but you can't necessarily put earth at the very, very epicenter. Um, or the sun. Or the okay. Sun. Uh, so, so coming back to the whole flat earth thing, uh, what do you have to say about all the evidence and the scientific data that has been presented before the entire, you know, the entire population of the world, uh, you know, uh, affirming that the Earth is indeed round? What about all the pictures and what about the people who have actually been on space stations? Yeah, yeah. What about like astronauts yeah. and the pictures that have been taken of okay, the Earth? Okay, so are you guys familiar with the Freemasons? Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm fairly, yeah. Okay, so there's not one single astronaut that's not a Freemason. So if you want to look at it black and white, a secret society is a secret society is good at keeping secrets. Every astronaut is part of that club. Like George Carlin said, it's one large club and you're not in it. So they all have their secrets in their club that we're not privy to. They they have like people are talking to people and they're saying this is what's going on, but that's not getting outside that circle. So you have us, the public, listening to what they're telling us, but what they're telling us is not where they're telling each other because what they're telling each other is secret. So the astronauts are Freemasons when they're in the space station. See, I was I was certified as a commercial diver, so I used to do underwater construction. When I look at the spacewalk videos of the ISS, it is 100% undeniable that those videos of the spacewalks are underwater. Inside the ISS, they have harnesses. Um, you can watch videos where they grab the harness uh, in green screens, harnesses. I actually just posted a video on my Instagram where this guy dropped a screw. The gravity yeah, pulled saw, the screw down, uh, but not the actual photos. There are no photographs of the ball earth. There are images. Images are tweaked, manipulated, changed. So, so what we have are images, and it, when you dissect those images, you can put – so, so there's the fisheye lens. When you point it down below the horizon, it induces a downward curve. When you point the fisheye lens above the horizon, it induces an upward curve. So what we have from NASA are downward angled shots with a fisheye lens. What this means is the pictures that we're viewing are distorted. They're not photographs. They're pictures that have been manipulated into images. I get that, but... Uh, so, okay, let's let's say that this is this is going on. So you know this is going on, but why, why, why do you think they're trying to keep this from us? Yeah, what, uh, what, what leads them to keep this information from us? Why can't we know the truth? No, more than that, what you know, what what possible advantage could there be to to basically lying to the entire world's population? So, they're lying about who you are. Yeah, but Did why? In order, well, right, so why, so, so why where you are, why to lie about where you are is to cover up who you are. Uh, they don't want you to know who you really are. So they have to lie about where you are. You're a random mutation on a random rock spinning in a random orbit around a random sun in a random galaxy. You're not special. Mm -hmm. That's the message. Huh. The, the purpose of that is to destroy your self-worth, your intrinsic value as a human being. You, you are born with value. And the, this entire cultural system strips that away from you. If you are a random mutation on a random rock, you're not special. But 
go to JCPenney's for their, their BOGO sale or their, their Christmas giveaway, Black Friday. You'll be special then if you buy this. Get these Jordans, <laughs> you'll be special. So, so the, the point of the matter is that who you are is dictated by where you are. Your perception of where you are is dictated by your, your, your uh, perspective and your paradigm. So by them controlling your paradigm, they're dictating your perception which ultimately funnels your perspective down into I'm a mutated monkey on a random rock. That allows you to be vulnerable enough to control left and right. The entire economic system is controlled by letting people feel special by consuming. You're a consumer. You're not important unless you consume and have this Rolex watch. You're, unless you have the Bentley, you're not important enough. That's right. the message, and that's what's so important about understanding the, the flat earth is because we're created, we're designed, we have a creator, and that's the message behind the flat earth. Whether or not we have the continents in the right place is irrelevant because once we understand this place is created and it's not random, then we can start focusing on who we really are. So uh, do you believe that uh, at the top of everything, there's this group of people just playing us, just trying to, just lying to all of us. There's this group of people at the top of everything, every company, every conglomerate. There's just a group of, uh, I don't know how many people just kind of playing with us like puppets, kind of making us do what they want. Uh, I wouldn't necessarily say it's at the top. Are, are you familiar with the term cacistocracy? No. No. What is that? So, so cacistocracy is practically the opposite of, of, of running by the top. So cacistocracy is the rule of the least among us. The criminals, the, the, the people with bad intentions, the, the, the people that are not necessarily smart, but they're smart enough to figure out how to control somebody else by doing A, B, C. They, those are the people that are running the world, the, 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 lower, vibe, the, the lower frequencies of consciousness. So, so basically not the people that are royalty. The royalty have the class. But the royalty is, is more or less like a front runner for the for the minions underneath that are making the, the things possible. Um, with that being said, the royal bloodlines do date back to the pharaohs. So all the presidents of the United States are all related. Um, they're related to King um, James. No, it was John Lachlan, I believe, that signed the Magna Carta, and he's related to royalty. Uh, it goes way back to the pharaohs and Canaanites. So. The control system is 2,025, maybe even 3,000 years old. So for somebody to say, how is this large lie possible? It's because for 3,000, however many thousands of years, we've been controlled from the same people. It, it, like They just changed the name of the corporation. So with that being said, top down, you could kind of look at it like that. But the orders, like... It's not necessarily the bankers that are calling the shots. It's the people that want to see harm done to people. It's the people that want to see negative energy just everywhere. It's the people that want harm to everybody. It's just controlling things. So, yeah, top down, you've got you've got the um, the royal bloodlines. The uh, the Illuminati, which is the front runner, the the front men for the Illuminati, 
uh, for, for for the bloodlines and they have their foot soldiers which is like the freemasons the the bilderberg group is, is another big group that's actually controlling policies they're the, like people that write the legislation so it's not like one group of people or or one person per se it's it's like a web uh, a web of deceit is what i like to call it because there's no point that you can pick out as the single source of evil there's no conglomerate it, it, it's all interconnected in a massive web um uh okay uh, i i mean i i hate to be hung up on one one point but uh you mentioned that all the all the presidents of the united states are related mm-hmm. uh could you uh what uh, yes. how so there is uh, you can actually google it an elementary girl figured this out actually for a high school project um, I forget the girl's name, but she was actually featured on TV. Uh, she traced the bloodlines of all the presidents back to King John Lachlan. Uh, I think it was in England about four or oh. 500 years ago. Okay. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. So with that, we have freedom of choice being an illusion. So the elephant, uh, the elephant, the donkey, are you familiar with the American politics, how we have the Democrats and the Republicans? Yeah. Right. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, a little bit. So I like I like to say this: the donkey and the elephant are all part of the same circus. They mm-hmm. have the same ringleader. Mm-hmm. They're controlled by the same people. So it doesn't <laughs> matter if you're Democrat or Republican. You're in the circus. Okay. And, so so government doesn't matter. Politics doesn't matter. We're all part of the same, the same fuck up, the same circus. We're all being played. Practically, uh, the UN is 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 joining a lot of the countries together. So the, the League of Nations failed simply because. We didn't have the technology yet to, to join people together. But now the United Nations is firmly established. We have a better way of communicating with every nation that has influence. And, and by communicating with every nation that has influence, we can come to a common ground on, on, on the goals of humanity. And that's what they're trying to do with Agenda 21, Agenda 2030. Um, you know, the, the, the Project Bluebeam conspiracy is a pretty heavy one. And that basically means that the people that that are running the UN at the top know that they have to find a way to join every government into one because mm-hmm. you can't have one currency if you don't have one government. So right. currently they're currently they're crashing US currency. Currently they're they're crashing um, all the the cryptocurrency so that way they can introduce their own. Once they have the currency in place, uh, then they can act uh, the one world government conjoined and then they can rule like nobody else has seen before but the catalyst for that is project bluebeam the uh the aliens coming down from the sky jesus coming down with the sky with with his with his angels uh anything that's holographic like like uh i don't know if if buddha is coming back or not but maybe in the middle east they'll have buddha coming back they'll have a deception that makes people so scared so afraid that they're like we need to come together to form a one world government to fight this formidable foe. We need to come together as one. And that's the deception. But people are not going to believe in aliens that are coming down from the sky if, if they if they don't have a basis for that belief. The basis of that belief is the heliocentric model. So this all ties together. Evolution, Big Bang, heliocentrism, and the mm-hmm. fake alien invasion. All these but- things tie in together to make us more controllable and more of a one controlled a one world controlled system that it's just easier to control 
So our manipulated perception from the heliocentric model is going to allow billions of people to fall into the other deception that's coming that's going to ultimately wrap us all up in one camp. So, and, so, so do you think, uh, uh, what would you think w- would happen if uh, this was revealed as the truth, you know? What, what would happen to think, the human race? Yeah, how do you think the public would react if uh, some, one day someone came out and just told everyone everything was a lie, this is the truth, and this is how it's going to be from now on? How do you think America and the rest of the world would react to that kind of news? And and more than that, you know, what uh, would it really make a difference in you know in our everyday lives? You know, would it change anything yeah, that I, mean, I do? Oh, see, whether yeah. the Earth is a globe or the Earth is flat, I still get up every morning. I still go to work. Still come back. So, True. what does this change for all of us? Well, what it changes is is dependent upon who you are. So, for me. I'll just tell you what changed about me real quick, and then I'll go into the other things. So what changed about me was I realized that I was created for a purpose. There's a reason for my life. There's a reason for me to get up every morning. There's a reason to eat. There's a reason to sleep. There's a reason behind everything. So what is that reason? And that's your reason. I can't tell you your reason. It's like you have to figure it out. But however, I stopped consuming animal flesh that's that's the big thing when you stop consuming sentient beings you stop right. consuming the the negative energies that they give off right before they are killed right. um so what changed about me my diet uh, my way of thinking my connection to myself and what i would call my higher self which sounds re- religious in a sort of way but it's not i i don't really hold religious beliefs but i've I felt the presence of immediate experience, as Terrence McKenna calls it. So I know, I know there's something else out there besides the material world. So if you delete the heliocentric model out of your paradigm, what are you left with? You're you're left with nothing. So what do you build with? You build with something. So the heliocentric model came from nothing, and therefore it will go away into nothing. But but we were created from something. Mm-hmm. What is that something? Uh, and that's how what, how do you. How do you like? Do you have any beliefs on how everything came into existence? Well, see, I, I try not to hold beliefs. I know what I know, and I don't know what I don't know, and I don't pretend to know what I don't know by believing in it. So, what I can say is, I think the universe came into existence by an act of divine uh, coalescence. Of the dimensional energies and what i mean by that is the dimensional energies were already there there's something and then you could call god you could call it the creative force gaia brahma whatever but that coalesced all the stuff that was just there into existence into what we have today because our our reality is symmetric you look in the mirror you're you're symmetric you're half divided into two so we're symmetrical sentient beings that have been created and if you know that your life will change dependent on who you are so what changes when you when you when you realize that the earth is flat you realize that everybody has been lying to you and you need to look inside of you for the truth the truth is found within it's not found in a book in uh, at a pulpit uh on tv 
what happened when Jesus came here 2,000 years ago? If you, if you think that if he was a real man, he said the truth, they killed him, and then they twisted his truth. So right. when somebody just comes out and says the truth in, in, in the real – the reality of things, the real world, it gets shot down. And it gets twisted. So the way we have to go about spreading this information is bit by bit by bit because a truth bomb will get attention, but it will get more attention on the person lighting the fuse, and and then it can be twisted. So I think Jesus was a real man, uh, Yeshua, born of Yosef of, of Nazareth. His yeah. message was love, peace, and harmony, just like mm-hmm. Buddha or Muhammad or – Anybody else, the peace, love, and harmony, and, and love, love was the message. And then they twisted that into salvation, a, a guilt trip. Your guilt is now a virtue. Like, you have mm-hmm. to be guilty. Like Jesus died for us since kind of thing. Yeah, but, yeah, it, it, but that's the thing. I, he was crucified because he said the truth. And the truth is, we are all connected to God, what you would call the creative force, God, the divine i'm just going to use the word god because it's simple you're connected you have a connection to god and that's the point of the lie is that you're disconnected you're this random monkey you have no purpose uh so when when you realize that you're not a random monkey mutated on a random rock you start to realize your life has value you start to realize you're important every breath has a purpose that purpose is on you to find out. And and I'm not going to tell you your purpose because that's the same as me telling you what, what everybody else is saying. Because they're like, this is your purpose. You, 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 you get a job, you get a this, you get a that, you get a wife, you get a car, you get a pension, you get a retirement. But that's the game that you don't want to play in simply because that's the game that they're controlling. The only way to control your life is to take back your sovereignty and say, look, I'm my own person. I was created for a purpose. I'm not some random mutated thing from a, 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 a primordial soup. So okay. <laughs> basically the change that occurs is internal. It, it You can decide to be more harmonious with your environment. You can be more loving to your neighbor. Love that neighbor as yourself. Uh, the, the scriptures make so much more sense when you read them as the metaphorical context that they are. So many people get a literal translation of scripture and say, this is what it is. But there's so many hidden messages in the Bible. There's so many codes. It, it's it's unbelievable why so many people take it literally. And that literal translation goes against scientific evidence of so, – so the church is against science, right? They're battling, right? Yeah, church right. and science. Yeah. Why? Why is the church and science in opposition? Do you know? I I believe that the church kind of wanted to keep the truth from the from the public. I think that's how it started, right? Science was kind of getting too close to uh, letting people, you know, getting people to open their eyes, and the church didn't want that. The church wanted money, and money would come from people and believing in them. And there Precisely. was a lot of uh, yeah, and there was a lot of. Uh, there's there's a lack of control that was, you know, happening because science was taking over. Yeah, ch- the church wanted to control the population, and science was kind of pushing them out of the way, getting people to believe that science was the was the one thing to believe in, and not 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 some divine power. 
So the church felt like it was losing its power, and that's why they kind of, that's that's the fight. Exactly, yeah, and, and, and that's the point, is that science actually came before the church. Um, science used to be, so science is induction, right? So you do things over and over and over, and you get the same result. That's induction. That, that happens. That's a real thing. So, But deduction is different than induction. Okay. So religious people try to take over the deduction side of, of things, and science tries to take over the induction side. But what we need to do is marry the two. We need to utilize both induction and deduction to have a clear picture of reality. So because of the divide and uh, conquer campaign, if you divide people into deduction and induction classes, then you get both parties not understanding the truth because they both have their bias, that they both have their one-sided view and they're not harmonious. Right. So the science, the science used to be about yourself. Christianity used to be about yourself. Your, your body has a certain way of doing things. Your vessel that you occupy for this moment in time goes through certain things. And, and you have to come to recognize this for, for good health and for good mental health and everything. So the true science of Christianity used to be about raising the oil that, that, that the land of milk and honey is the actual term for the, the promised land, but the land of milk and honey is your pituitary and your pineal. The pineal mm -hmm. secretes the honey and the uh, pituitary secretes the milk. They go down your spine and then bounce back up, but, but they, you have to raise that back up. When it passes your um, solar plexus, if you do this correctly, um, in the time of the month that the moon is in your sun sign, I'm Aquarius, so when the moon is in Aquarius, which was, I think, just a couple days ago, the there's a, there's like a psychophysical germ that's born in your solar plexus, the seed. The seed is born, basically. So I'm going to wrap up the entire Bible in like this, this next 60 seconds because the, the seed that's born in your heart gets connected with the, the oil and it rises back up if you do this correctly and it, it reaches your thalamus and, and it it gets refined. The, the saying, let your cup runneth over, be anointed with oil, um, all that kind of stuff is talking about that. So your body is a sacred okay. temple. It's a vessel. So the entire religious thing is to cover that up, to make it a story, make it a fairy tale Make it a literal story with a literal man named Jesus. When you are Jesus, you are connected to the God that you served or that created you, however you want to say it. You have access to unseen realms of power. You have access to this divine realm through you, not through somebody else. That's why he said, I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life, because you are your own way. Nobody is going to take you to heaven per se. Heaven, that's, a, that's another long story, but nobody will come to your rescue simply because you don't need to be saved. You, There's nothing to be saved from except yourself, the ignorance of yourself. Because when you came from, 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 from there and came into this vessel, you forgot. Your memory was wiped, so you have to remember. And now, since we've been, we're being fed this lie, heliocentrism, evolution, Big Bang uh, cosmology, that those three steps take us three steps away from remembering what we're supposed to remember. We have to remember what we're supposed to do here, 
And and if we don't, then I mean I haven't I don't know what's beyond death, but I have the idea that it's this is more like a tutorial. If you pass, you move on. If you don't, you you redo it. So okay. reincarnation. Yeah. So so you believe in the whole reincarnation thing? You know that it's real. Yeah, especially after listening to Dolores Cannon in her past life regression therapy hypnosis uh, sessions, um, she takes people into this hypnotic state where they go, they regress. So it's called um, past life regression hypnosis right. therapy because they're hypnotized and regressed, and then they speak in their other voices. They speak as if they're Mary instead of Joe or whatever. They talk to Dolores as if they're the old person, and they tell her, they tell Dolores things under the hypnotic state. They come out of the hypnotic state not knowing what happened, and she's allowed. She tells them their memories that they forgot. So, I think there's a collective consciousness that we all come from. Like we're all one consciousness experiencing itself subjectively, and we can go back to that, or we can stay here and keep doing the same thing. So the the heliocentric Big Bang evolutionary cosmology just perpetuates that cycle of not knowing what we're doing here, not having a clue, and, and, and looking for direction in all the wrong places and ultimately not getting anywhere. It's the, it's the easy road is what's presented instead of the truth. Okay, so uh, just bringing it back to the, the flat Earth uh, theory. So uh, when you say the Earth is flat, uh, do you mean it's a disk? Well... I, I'm currently writing a book called "The World Is Round, The Earth Is Flat," simply because I, it, it is. I think it's it's so it's round in the minds of everybody, and it's flat in reality. So what what we have is a dualistic system of comprehension. So the mental spaces of everybody, it, it, it's round. It's a globular shape in your in your imagination, your mind's eye, in the mental space. In reality, it's flat. So it, it's both depending on your perception. So what I mean is it's round like your dinner plate, flat like it too. Sits Your dinner plate sits on your flat table and your flat floor. The perception is all that matters. So somebody could say that plate is round and they're correct. Somebody could say that plate is flat and they're correct. Round does not mean spherical. So yes, it could be round simply because we can go around and around the earth but we cannot go pole to pole, like south to north. There, if you try to fly south to north, which nobody has done, we might just figure it out. But everybody can go east to west, just like you can circle your fork around your plate. You can you know, you grab your spaghetti, whatever. Uh, that's all plausible. But what's uh, not is proving uh, the ferocity of going pole to pole. Mm-hmm. Wait, uh, what do you mean... Uh, Nobody's flown from south to north. So there's a Pan Am flight, and like 50 years ago, I think they flew north to south. But if you track their flight map, they went north or over uh, Europe and then back around Australia and then back up. Um, you can plot that on a flat map. So you can go over the North Pole, then back around. And it's not the same as going south to north simply because we're in the northern hemisphere. So Basically, if you're in the southern hemisphere, you could say the opposite. You can't go north and come back south. But wherever you are, use that as a reference point. Because I say I'm in I'm in America. If I was to go north, I would hit Russia. If I was to keep going, I'd probably hit Australia. Uh, okay. 
And then at that point, I would then be going south because I'm moving away from the pole. Um, if you go south, you will never go north. That's the point. We need that um, evidence presented. We need a, a drone capable of miles of flight in cold temperatures. If we could just fly south for miles and miles, I guarantee you we will never come back up north. And that's the only proof that the Globers need. The globular hypothesis has not been proven simply because the sphericity has not been proven. The roundness and has been proven. Not one scientist has measured the motion of the ball earth. Not one scientist has measured the curvature from A to B. <laughs> so if you have to believe through faith that a model is correct, then it's not scientific. It's pseudoscientific. It's religion. So with it being flat, it just simply means that that's the only thing that can be proven. We can prove that buildings are visible from miles away that shouldn't be visible. Um, John McIntyre is actually a globe believer. He measured the distances from mountain to mountain peak and found that there's no curvature from A to B. The mountain peaks were aligned as if they were on a flat plane when they're hundreds of miles apart. Like they should have been like this, but they're like this. Um, people that believe in the globe are doing tests and finding out that there's no curvature to be found. And that's that's the main point. Science proves the Earth is flat and motionless. Pseudoscience would have you believe that it's a globe and it's spinning. So uh, I, I actually I. I, I recently learned about this experiment conducted by a Greek, I suppose he was a scientist. I don't know. It, it was a long time ago. Uh, <clears throat> Sorry, I just got to make lunch real quick. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, yeah okay. It's cool. It's cool. So, uh, so like I was saying, I, I heard about this, uh, this experiment conducted by a Greek I suppose he was a philosopher or a scientist. So um, he observed that at a certain point during the day, the sun shone uh, directly into the well that was uh, in in the in their town. And uh, at the same time, he found out that at a different part of the day, uh, so he 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 measured the angle of the sunlight to the surface of the earth, and he also found out that at the same time, at, at, in a different part. Uh, of the world, so probably in a different uh, town or a city, the angle of the sunlight on the surface of the Earth was different, which in turn proved the Earth's curvature. So, um, you know, when there is, when there is, uh, of course, see, I, I, I'm, I'm no scientist. I, I can't, uh, you know, verify any theories, of course. But when, when there are uh, seemingly foolproof uh, methods that do say that uh, the Earth is round uh, or curved, rather, uh, you know, what do you have to say to that? Perspective. So the sun's rays in that model, in that experiment, were said to be parallel. And the Earth's surface is said to be curved. So when you have the sun's rays parallel and the Earth right. curved, you right. get right. that. You, but what is evident is the rays are not parallel because all you have to do is look up when the clouds and you see the rays coming down to form a triangle. Those are called convergent and divergent rays. Right. The sun puts out rays in a three-dimensional fashion. They, they, they converge and they diverge. They're not parallel. Simply 
put the earth is flat and the sun's rays are not parallel. To get the results of that experiment, this is how it was done. The sun was directly overhead of the well, and directly overhead means there's no shadow. So because right. the sun is moving over the earth, there is no shadow. It was directly overhead. All but right. while the sun was here, putting a no shadow here, the rays were going this way to the other part of the earth. Mm -hmm. So there is a shadow at the other part of the earth because the sun's rays were coming from here, down here, and across here. So they converge at the center and they diverge from the center. So if, if you have a sun with parallel rays, you cannot explain the umber-penumber phenomenon in the solar eclipse. The shadow of the moon is way too small to be coming from parallel rays from the sun. So what do they say? Oh, well, in the, in the heliocentric model, the sun's rays in the explanation of the lunar eclipse are convergent, divergent. They converge at a certain point, and then they diverge, and, and, and that smaller shadow is what we see because of this point, and, and, and the umber-penumber phenomenon is uh, contradicting of Eratosthenes' uh, parallel ray sun theory. If you have parallel rays, you cannot have an umber-penumber phenomenon in the, in the solar eclipse. If you have convergent, divergent rays, that's how you get the umber-penumber phenomenon. Now, if you have convergent rays, then if you have no shadow right here, you will have a shadow here. So, here's right. how you prove that the sun is directly overhead. You put okay. two sticks in the ground, and you watch the sun move. If the shadows from those two sticks move proportion, uh, if the shadows move proportionate to the sun's movements, then you know that the sun is local convergent divergent rays moving over the sticks to change the shadows. The issue is, is when you factor in spherical geometry and say that the Earth's surface is curved and the sun's rays are parallel, you get the same result, but it's a false paradigm. Okay. You know I mean? yeah, 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 I get what you're saying. So, uh, so it's... Right, yeah, mm -hmm. sorry, continue. So it's simply because the sun is local... And it's and it's and it's giving off rays in a in a three-dimensional fashion because I personally think the sun is an orb and it's giving off light in every direction. Okay. So because of that, it's emanating from one source. You look up at the clouds and it comes down from one source. Um that angle is based on your perspective, but it's still an angle. That because of that angle, you know the light is cast in all directions. And because it's cast in all directions, if you have no shadow right here and something over there, something over there is going to cast a shadow simply because oh, okay. the sun's here. Okay. Yeah. So that's, okay. that's so, honestly the easiest one to get across. And basically, so Eratosthenes said that the circumference of the earth is 25,000 miles based on the proportions of the way the shadows move. Right, right. What he actually found, I believe, was the the circumference of the ecliptic of the sun it, it may be a little bit off but he measured the shift in shadows if, if you're going to measure shadows you have to take into account the light source so his light source had parallel rays and his earth had curved surfaces 
So because the parallel ray and curved surface, you get the differential and angles of the shadow. And then you get the proportionate shadow changes as the Earth turns around and so on and so forth. Or you get the differential and shadows as the sun moves over the sticks and changes the shadows based on the movements. Right. So, so, you, so you know that the Earth is flat. Okay, let's, we've established that. So now, uh, what about like, what about other planets in our, in our, I don't know, I don't want to say solar system, but the other planets around us, what about them? Are they flat as well or are they spherical? Well, so terra firma, <laughs> terra firma is absolute. Ground is the ground. What we're looking at above us are not terrestrial ground objects. They're not, uh, I forget who said it, but they're not terrestrial sky objects. They're not ground. Um, they're not earth. I mean, they're not like dirt and mud, are they? Yes. So, earth, gas and what like, the, so, like what, that. so the, the general consensus is that the, the planets are the same thing as the stars, except the stars are fixed. The stars are fixed in their position, which is different than the, the wandering stars. So the wandering stars wander around the sun as it wanders around the earth. What those could be are, are I haven't been up into space, but they appear to be through a telescope, the same thing as the stars. Mm -hmm. um, what are the stars? There's many theories on what the stars are. I, I recently found this one, uh, the ball lightning connection. It could be a ball of energy that was cast away from the center of the toroidal field uh, that emanates from the center of the earth. Okay. What it also could be, and this is this is a pretty crazy idea. If we if we have a ceiling, which I'm not completely sure if we have a ceiling, um, they could be attached to the ceiling just like a light fixture. Um, uh -huh. That's a theory because I don't know if we have a ceiling. I think we may have more or less a dimensional membrane. Um, right. But the, the, the firmament that's written in the Bible never is never written that it comes down to touch the earth in a dome fashion. It just says firmament separating the waters from the waters above and below. So what I think that could be is perhaps at a certain dimensional, at a certain part, the dimensional membrane is there and you have to cross that. To get to, to to get to another higher dimension, to get to what else is out there, you know, I've never been out there, but but the the fact of the matter is, the only people who have been to space are Freemasons. The person, the scientists that went up to the stratosphere said it was flat. There's not one photograph of the ball Earth. So the stars are fixed, and they're moving over the Earth like this. So this is how the stars are moving: the south and the north. They're moving like this around the two poles and the equator is in the middle. Because the two circles are there and they haven't moved, the stars haven't moved. How many thousands of years have we been looking at the stars? They haven't moved. We've supposedly traveled a parsec or two through space. Our perspective on the zodiac, our perspective on the constellations should have changed dramatically, especially since... The law of gravity supposedly states that uh, the stars travel proportionately to their mass around the galaxy. So every star is supposedly moving at a different speed, at a different direction along the disk of the galaxy, and so are we. So we should have a changing perspective as we move, but we don't. But 
the wandering stars around the sun have a pattern. The pattern the, today we just entered into the Mercury retrograde. Um, what that means is Mercury is now going backwards in the sky, but it's not. It's circling around the sun. From our perspective, it appears to be moving backwards, but because of the way the sun is going, it's still going in the same way that Mercury is going, but our perspective says it's doing something different. And they are orbs of light. That, that this is obvious. They're, they're lights in the sky. And, and, and that's as simple as we can get it because if we understand that they're lights in the sky, we can start measuring Earth to determine the shape of Earth. Instead of being distracted by lights in the sky like a toddler, you know what I mean? We need to measure Earth. And the people that have have found out that it's flat. Oh. So, uh, okay. so if the so you said that the Earth uh, was like a dinner plate, right? Like if you set it down on a flat surface, it's flat. It just it lies there. So what happens? So hypothetically speaking, we we come up with the technology to drill straight through. Uh, what do we what do we reach? What do we hit if we drill straight through the ground? Good question. So the deepest we've drilled is eight miles down, and it got so hot it started melting the drill bits of the machines. I think it was in Russia. I'm not sure exactly. Um, all matter is merely energy condensed to a slower vibration. So the higher you go, the higher it is vibrating. The lower you go, the lower it's vibrating and the denser it gets. So what's underneath the earth could be more dense matter that we have yet to discover. The, the, the part of the universe that's the most dense is the is at the bottom there may not even be bottom bottom but there's beneath and above and as above so below what's above is high what's above is low there's there's still frequencies as above so below but all matter is energy condensed to a slow vibration so they say they say that lake is a hell of fire <laughs> hell is a lake of fire uh, yeah. magma is a lake of fire so what's underneath earth you could say hell is underneath earth since magma is the lake of fire underneath the crust and the and all that but that sounds religious so the the colder it gets the higher you go the hotter it gets the lower you go so to simply put what's underneath earth hot dense matter that we have yet to discover because we've only drilled right. down eight months so uh and uh, so if the earth was flat then uh, uh you know uh, 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 assuming that the earth is flat there should be an edge right theoretically <laughs> I love that so, one so where's yeah. the edge to space where's the edge yeah. of space yeah what where is there, the edge no of space space is it's infinite ask me the question again ah so uh there so, has to be an edge to earth right so you're saying there is no edge so it's just infinite that's the most logical conclusion that i've come to simply because there there's a there could be a barrier there could you could call it an edge but I, and i like using the dinner plate as a perfect example simply because if you put your fork in the middle of your dinner plate and go off the edge of your plate where are you you're on the flat table and then 
you move the fork over even farther, you're on the flat floor. So what this could be is an entire flat system with a central point where there's energy emanating and there's life. So we could be in a toroidal field, a torus field, wherever you want to call it, and that's like a flower. It could be there could be nested torus fields everywhere, and we're in one spot on this infinite plane that has life. And I mean, I haven't been past the whatever line, but if if there's a barren wasteland past this Earth, then, then that's it. But it it there seems to be if it's infinite, there's no reason why this is the one and only spot that there's life. And this can tie into the Anunnaki. This can tie into ancient astronaut theory. Um, even aliens and extraterrestrials could originate from other Taurus fields that are nested along this infinite plane. So where are aliens? They could be out there, not up there. Up there is not space. I think space is out there. And uh, it may sound corny, but just like Peter Pan, you find the second star to the right and go straight till morning. It's right. space is space is that way and and not up. And we're distracted by space agencies trying to go upwards. It, it, we don't need to go up. If we're trying to find a new Earth, we can go out. And and that's the point. That's the main point behind Flat Earth is. If they're lying about where we are, they're lying about who you are and who you can become because we're in a material vessel that's controlled by certain laws of mathematics and electromagnetics and all this and that. If we could travel to another realm with other laws of electromagnetic, perhaps we would change – perhaps the vessel would sh phase shift. That That's a wild, far-out theory, but if that's true – then they're keeping us trapped here on this material plane. A ball is a cage without walls. You have nowhere to go. You're here. You can't go anywhere else. That's the problem. I think we were made, designed to explore yeah. and just to go and, and live life. And, and whatever comes across is whatever comes across. But we're trapped here, but in between 60 degrees south and 20-something degrees north, I believe. That's your area of freedom. You can't go past 60 degrees south. Uh, that's your violating laws of the Antarctic Treaty. You can't go past uh, the, the north because it's too dangerous. It's so icy or whatever. Mm -hmm. right. So you have a limited zone of life. Your your zone of life is between is like that's a hundred degree line or so between the North and South Pole. Now, if the Earth is an infinite plane, that would mean that all we have to do is figure out the technology and go. But that would ruin the economic system, the control system, the uh, political, every sort of system of control would go away if the people weren't there to control. So, what I'm, what I'm trying to do is, is get enough research together to figure out how we can start exploring past the South Pole and figure out if there is other life out there, it's probably waiting for us or maybe 
that's where we came from, and we are put here as if it's a, a sort of, sort of prison per se. Um, okay. So that's that's kind of my idea of the infinite plane. Is it, it's the possibility. If we're in a dome enclosed structure, then we're still trapped. We're still in a cage. We're still prisoners in a jail cell, just waiting to die. We, we weren't born. We weren't made to to eat, work, sleep you know, whatever you want to do and then die, you know, like we're meant for so much more. Like than, what, though? what do you, uh, what do you think we're meant for? Unboundless love, harmonious, um, unconditional love, connectivity, harmonious, symmetrical synchrony. We're symmetric. Uh, we're designed with so many mathematical laws in place. That your heart cannot keep its rhythm without this certain thing. We are finely tuned for a reason, and we need to remember what that is. And we're being distracted by mm -hmm. balls in space and all this and that. <laughs> right, uh, I, have, I have one one last question. I mean, uh, I, I, I've actually got one last question too. Okay, so, so yeah, I guess, we, I guess we've got two last. All right, okay. <laughs> we got two questions, so you go <laughs> okay. first. All right. So, so, so there is one thing. Uh, this is something that I've personally observed. So, you know, I, 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 I was hoping you clear it up for me. So, uh, I'm sure you've heard this again. Uh, if so, you you stand at the coast and you you get a pair of uh, binoculars, and uh, you you look at a boat, uh, you know, traveling away from you. Uh, if uh, you know, assuming it's, it's it's traveling in a straight line, you're you're going to uh, you're going to observe that as the boat goes further and further away from you. Uh, you can only see uh, the top part of it. You know, at first you'd see just the, you know, just the mast and just, and then the top of the sail, and uh, eventually it would just disappear as though it was going over a curved horizon, right? So, uh, so what, what hap what's happening there? Okay, so what, what's happening is a misunderstanding of perspective. Um, mm -hmm. Your eyeballs work in a certain way. Your 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 retinas, your cornea, all this focuses light in a certain way. Um, all right. I call it pyramid vision. What's above goes down. What's below goes up. What side comes in. You you have a vanishing point and a horizontal line of convergence. The horizon right. is called the horizon because it's the horizontal line of convergence of your eyesight not the curvizon as if the curve of the ball. So when you gain altitude, you increase the distance to your horizontal line of convergence, your vanishing point. Right. If So if you're at the bottom of the Burj Khalifa, you see the sunset. You can go up to the top floor and see it again. Why? Because when you gain altitude, you gain the distance to your horizon. Therefore, since the sun is moving over the face of the earth, once it's moved past your horizon, you can raise your altitude and see it again because it's still doing the same thing. What's above you goes beyond your horizon at an angle. What's parallel to your eyesight disappears into a point. So this is why the sun doesn't necessarily shrink. It's because it's above you, not parallel to your eyeball. The, the boat okay. will, will shrink. Now, if you have binoculars... You, you once the boat disappeared out of your eyesight, you could bring it back into focus, but only until a certain point. So 
what this means is if you increase your optics, you can increase them to a certain amount, but only to the amount that the optics agree for. So if you have 80 times zoom, you can only zoom in that far. Mm -hmm. Light behaves in a certain way. Light will not reach your eye if it's far away and beyond your, your horizontal line of convergence. Because light curves, Earth doesn't. Light goes up, and because it goes up, and you're right here, it never reaches your eye. So if you're right here looking out, you're looking at something above. So that's why the bottom goes away first. The bottom okay. goes away first because your eyesight ramps up and it ramps down. Now, the bottom of the sun disappears first because it's above you. The bottom of the boat disappears first because it's it's going it's below, you know, below the sun, it's below your horizon, it's parallel. The way this has been misinterpreted is mostly because of Bill Nye. But the fact of the matter is, is that if you watch a boat disappear bottom up, uh -huh. you can go up and up and up and still see the boat. Now, if the boat goes farther and farther, you can go up and up and up. The boat will never disappear if you go up proportionate to what's going away from you. If you go up and the boat goes like this, you still see it. But if the boat goes like this, you can't see it. it it's your eyesight. Your eyes funnel light in a certain way and light behaves in a certain way. So this is why you can see a boat disappear and then get the binoculars and see it reappear. Uh, simply because you're increasing the distance to your horizon with optics, but you can't fully increase it because you're still at the lower altitude. If you want to be Superman, the only thing you can do to see infinitely, what well, you, you can't technically, but in order to see farther, you can go higher. So I, I have this excellent post on my Instagram where it shows that the boat disappeared here. Well, what happened to the, and it's up high. What happened to the curve here, 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 and here? So the boat doesn't disappear of a curve. It goes beyond your horizontal line of convergence. That's a part of your eyesight because you're not Superman. You can't see forever. Photons aren't forever. Photons attenuate. They, they get absorbed by their environment. So why mm -hmm. the boat is not a proof of anything except your vision, your pyramid vision is what I call it. What beneath goes up, what's above goes down. Okay, so uh, I just I just have one last question. Okay. So uh, this isn't like a scientific question. It's got nothing to do with science. I just want to know that. Uh, so you know that the Earth is flat. So when you tell other people this, who believe that the Earth is in fact a globe, uh, how how do they react to this? How does this affect you in like your daily life? What do what do people usually say? Because on the internet, there are loads of trolls who shit on you for believing that the Earth is flat. But in real life, how does this affect you? Yeah, so everybody calls you crazy. Um, right. But see, the thing is, in a crazy society, the last thing I want to be is normal. So <laughs> the thing is, that. society, culture, it's not your friend. It's meant to control you, dictate your life. Um, the way people react to the truth is dependent upon them 
not the truth you're presenting. See, we can't convince anyone. The truth is presented to your subconscious. And then in your life, when you observe it consciously, it resonates with your subconscious. If someone doesn't have the truth in their subconscious mind already, and I tell them consciously the truth, it doesn't resonate. It bounces out, goes in one ear and out the other. It doesn't resonate with anything. So we don't learn the truth. The truth resonates. So when people have the truth in their subconscious already and I tell them the truth or when somebody else tells them the truth, they're like, oh, you know what? Let me think on that for a second because that kind of makes sense. And that it, once you have somebody in that state of mind, you know that they already have the truth inside of them. So the truth is presented to you. You can't internally. I can't convince anybody of the truth in this, because the truth doesn't need to be convinced. It needs to be presented in the most truest, authentic form so it resonates with the truth that's in some it's inside of your mind already. Your the truth is within. Nobody's going to tell you the truth, but somebody may tell you the truth that's in you that resonates. So when somebody calls you crazy for talking about flat earth, it's simply because they don't have the truth in them. They, they're not ready. You can't handle the truth. You're not ready. That That's a little bit mean, but people get misguided every day. They're looking for direction. You cannot guide someone in the direction of the truth. A blind man will only lead a blind man into a ditch. If you guide someone, you will be guiding them to a lie. You, you can't preach truth. So when somebody tries to preach flat earth or preach the truth about the, the way the globular hypothesis has never been proven, it doesn't necessarily come across as well as it should. You can't preach the truth. You have to enlighten people into the truth. So, so if I say something like, we exist on the dielectric inertial plane of the toroidal field that encompasses all that may make sense to some people and may not make sense to other people. But the people that it doesn't make sense to doesn't take away from the fact itself. The, the yeah, fact yeah. is, yeah, so the fact is, is that everybody hates change. The status quo is the way it is because people like the way things are. If you tell them something that destroys their paradigm, their brain literally hurts. You, you have, the neural pathways that are connected in your brain are, are, are connected in a certain way. Now, when you, when you break that, it causes physical harm to the person. So when you, when you break someone's paradigm apart, you have to acknowledge the fact that they're hurting. They, they, they're, their brain physically feels pain. People don't get to this point because they don't like pain. It's not like a pain like you break your arm or whatever, but you have to let go. People don't like letting go. When people let go of a lie, it hurts for some reason, even though it's a lie. Your entire identity, your entire self-awareness is based on a lie. And because of this lie, this this foundation, when you break that lie, 
most of the time, everything else crumbles. Who am I? What am I doing here? What is this? What? So instead of breaking people's paradigms, what I try to do is ask questions instead of doing truth bombs. Truth bombs only hurt. Questions like, do you notice it's the sun moving? Why do you assume to move around that which moves around you? Have you ever seen any curvature? Have, have you ever felt the Earth's motion? Has a scientist measured the Earth's motion? And, and questions make people think harder than truth bombs. So the, the question, I'll, and I've got to finish cooking food. The question I'll, I'll try to end with is, why do you believe what you believe? Is it because someone told you or is it because you found out yourself? Because Perfect. what you find out yourself is your experience. And, right. and your understanding of the universe is the most important understanding of the universe there is because it's the only thing that matters. It doesn't matter what Joe Schmo thinks. It matters what you think. <laughs> so what you think about the universe is dependent upon what you feel, what you know. So what you should know is that the globular hypothesis has never been proven. We see everything move around us. And if people call you crazy for looking at the sun move, then let them call you crazy. It's their fault they can't recognize the truth. It's not your fault for letting them know. Mm -hmm. Right. So so the truth's within us. It's, it's in us and it's for us to find. Exactly. Yeah, right. you cannot find it preached from a pulpit. You will not find it. You can find references to the truth in the book, but a book will only tell you someone's, someone else's truth that they found. Um, you have to search yourself. Do your research. I always say, don't believe anyone. Don't trust yeah. anyone. Mm -hmm. Because you're then relying on their paradigm for everything that you do. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. I, I agree. It's, your it's a good life message. matters. Yeah, yeah, your life matters, and you have to reclaim yeah. your mind and get it out of the hands of those that want to turn it, turn you into like a half-baked moron consuming all the trash from the bones of a dying world, as Terrence McKenna says. It's, it's, it's amazing how far we've gone. Science is now pseudoscience. Scientism is the religion of the one-world government that's about to take over in the next 15 years. Scientism is pseudoscience, true science. You know, it's been I, I, you know what? I, I actually get it. I get this. Like after all of this, before this, I'm not gonna lie, I was skeptical. But after this conversation, I kind of get it. I kind of get the message behind it. I don't know what I believe yet, but I get the message behind it. Yeah, same definitely. here, man. I mean, definitely don't one. believe. Don't yeah. believe. Comprehend. Comprehensive awareness is so much more valuable to your life than a belief system. A belief system is a crutch. You will not get anywhere with that. Comprehensive awareness, know who you are, know your environment, and comprehend your relationship to your environment. And that's where you gain enlightenment and awareness and, and knowledge about what's true and what's false is because you dictate your reality. But if you let somebody else control your paradigm, they're, it's just a recipe for disaster. You have to take control of your own mind. Mm -hmm. Right. So... Uh... Thank, yeah, thank you so much for coming on the podcast, yeah, man. This has been, this has actually been, uh, honestly, it has been very enlightening. Yeah, it's been eye-opening, yeah. to say the least. Yeah. Thank you for so, having me. I really appreciate it. Thank you so yeah, much man, for coming on it, man. All right, yeah. man. Take care. Yeah, take care. All right. All right, man. Have a good one.
You too, right, man. You too. Holy fucking shit! Oh, what the fuck, man? <laughs> Holy fucking! Oh Jesus Christ! You know that was the that was easily the most out there conversation I've ever had in my life. You know what? That's that, that's hands down the most interesting conversation I've ever had with anybody. That's true, man. I can't say I've yeah. had a conversation more interesting or with a person who's done more research than than him. Oh yeah, man, for sure. The amount of research that this man has put in, dude, he knows. He knew everything we asked him. Every he, single question. You know, about, you know he, he he honestly knows way too much, man. He knows way too fucking much about this. You know, I mean, it it goes to show, you know, how passionate he really is about his uh, his theories and beliefs. I guess. I mean, you know, yeah. you know, there's some fuckers out there who'd say, "Yeah, the Earth is flat," but then the first question yeah. you ask them, they break down. Exactly. This this guy, we we spoke to him and we asked him questions for an hour straight. And yeah, this man, man answered every single one of those with theories and like fucking yeah. equations and shit to back them up. E- this this dude had equations, bro. Yeah, man. Get math. <laughs> I'm done. I stuck it, man. Yeah, so do I, man. Honestly. Holy shit, but, dude. But you know what? At the end of this, uh, are you convinced? I I see. You know what? Like I said at the end of the podcast as well, I still kind of I'm not exactly convinced that the mm-hmm. Earth is flat. Yeah. But I. Completely and full heartedly understand the message behind it. Yeah, the entire message behind it. I you know, get it. you know what? I I I really thought his theories on uh, existentialism and his philosophy on you know the being and stuff. Yeah, that was actually really interesting yeah. shit. That's that's actually shit that I uh, I I kind of ad- identify with myself. Dude, you know what? We should get him back on the podcast, but yeah, for a different exactly, topic. Exactly to talk about this. To other talk shit, about right? yeah, to, yeah. To talk about. See, I I had like a lot of questions about the Illuminati that I wanted to ask, uh-huh. but I couldn't because the uh, the podcast yeah, is about and, the flat earth and, and the Freemasons and mm-hmm. you know I feel like a oh man this is just gonna turn into an entire this had it's so gonna be like much. a five hour long conversation if you know yeah exactly if we have to cover all these topics I'm gonna have to pay for extra SoundCloud time oh uh, fuck man <laughs> fucking it this con- this oh I'm sorry but this podcast was fucking long this was long as shit man and I I didn't the best part it. is the best part is the whole conversation was just knowledge yeah it was dude uh, honestly uh it kind of kept me on the edge of my seat the entire time because i knew uh, after a point i knew he just have shit to say like interesting shit and he did yeah. and he did he didn't i was see i'm not going to lie i was skeptical at first yeah i didn't know how much he would say how much he would know but then as soon as the conversation started i realized just how much research he had done yeah you know uh, i i don't know whether i'm convinced or not uh you know i personally don't uh, i'm i still believe that the earth is round and what not but uh you know mad respect to this guy for you know doing the amount of research and knowing as much as he knows because you know this is how you should present an this argument is, this is insane and, you know, yeah and see he's he told us he was writing a book as well yeah so fuck, as man. soon as the book comes out fucking read it yeah <laughs> this dude I, I has, will this i will dude, for sure this dude for sure has something important and something he's done a lot of research on yeah. to say and he's not just backing his he's backing his claims up with legitimate yeah exactly evidence. yeah he's not just throwing claims out there see granted there are some parts that i don't exactly agree with i i don't i didn't agree with everything he said yes i mean i i i did find a couple of you know uh loopholes in what he was saying but uh you know on the whole i he did make a pretty convincing argument he did, you he know did. honestly he did he did and you no, know, more convincing he, than any of my fucking 8th grade teachers have <laughs> I don't I, you know honestly if they, if I had to put my 8th grade teacher who told me the earth was a sphere and this dude oh, honestly man. like my 13 year old self oh, yeah. who do you think you'd believe oh, it was this guy without a doubt hands man. down right without this guy? a doubt man so then what goes to say that there aren't more knowledgeable people out there who actually know things and if they had come and reached out to us sooner when we were 
our minds and our beliefs were kind of being formed, what would we have believed then? Because if if someone it, it if this would have dude, probably been different, man. Because there has been so much, th- there's been so much, uh, so many scientific theories that have been debunked in the past. Yeah, exactly. And you know, and and until they were debunked, everyone thought they were them crazy. To be right? It's true, right? Yeah. <laughs> All right. So uh, that was it for this podcast. Uh, tune in next week for a new episode, and uh, thank you for listening.